welcome to another episode, another show. I'm so excited to have you all here. Thank you for tuning in and listening and watching. We have a super, super special, amazing guest who I love and respect so deeply. She is Aldona B of Aldona B Creative. She is a publicist. She is a stylist. She is a photographer. She is all the things. And she's also the incredible mind and artistic creator behind my beautiful website and I'm so oh excited gosh. to have her here so please join me in welcoming Aldona B. Oh my god I feel like every interview needs to like start with a dance party and right? like every presentation you know what I mean it's just like <laughs> your energy and I think I need to like make that happen thank yeah. you so much for having me and for that amazing intro you're welcome. Thank you for being here. So please tell us a little bit about yourself. What got you into PR, into styling, into photography? Oh my goodness. Uh, where do I even begin? How much time do we have? <laughs> I'm going to make it, I'll try and make it short. Um, so I feel like with fashion, it's, I was just born into fashion. You know what I mean? It's something that I remember even as a kid, you know, there's photos of me wearing like giant 70s shades and I'm like rocking fur vests and like just like crazy outfits. And mm -hmm. I even remember just like color coordinating everything and like wanting my hair to be perfect. And like, I just loved it right from the beginning. So I think it's something that's been ingrained in me and it's just a natural thing. Uh, so I've been basically a stylist my entire life and it really mm -hmm. sort of began for me as a teenager uh that's when I was a raver and I used to school <laughs> and you know we used to make our own pants and like our own accessories and like wear weird plastic backpacks and stuff I don't know it was wild but that's pretty much where it really sort of manifested for me sort of you know just styling friends styling myself before I actually started a career out of it um, and then in terms of, you know, being a publicist and a photographer, I think I always just knew that I wanted to be in something creative. I've just always been a creative person. Um, I love writing. I love imagery. I love creating things. And so I actually went to journalism school and I was convinced that I would be running after ambulances because I was really good at hard news. As a sensitive soul, however, it did not <laughs> pan out for me, right? So it's like, I was really good at like the hard hitting, you know, there was a crash and, you know, things went down and it wasn't pretty. I was good at writing that stuff, but I just couldn't really quite handle it. Mm -hmm. um, and while I was in journalism school, that's when really like my love of photography sort of came into play because it was part of the program, which was super lucky because it's something that I always wanted to try. And just like, I just hadn't gotten there, you know, I almost mm -hmm. feel like I'm a bit of a late starter with some things. And, you know, even though photography was something that I always sort of you know, wanted to try and, you know, wanted to get my hands into, it wasn't until, you know, actually being in school and having that opportunity that I went for it. Mm. Okay, so journalism school, and then things just kind of blew up from there for me. Um, like I said, you know, I sort of had this idea in my head that I would leave journalism school, get a job as a reporter at a newspaper, and nope that's actually <laughs> nope it did not happen that way and you know so I actually um 
tell a lot of women specifically, like, you know, it's great to have goals and plans, but also being open to things coming to you and, you know, developing things as they sort of appear, I think is a really interesting thing. And that's pretty much what happened to me. Um, so in 2008, um, I actually, I had just moved back to Calgary um, and I was only here for a few months and a position came up at Alberta Theatre Projects. And of course I've been like in drama and music. I used to play the flute, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, you know, all of a sudden this like amazing theatre position and publicity opened up. And even though I didn't have all of the qualifications at that point, I had been doing as much freelance work as I could. I had a really hard time finding journalism work after I finished school. And that's exactly why I was like, oh, you know, like this isn't flowing easily. Something's up here. And, you know, that's when I really got back into fashion and kind of doing those things. We can touch on that later. Um, but when I came back here and I saw that publicity role, I was like, okay, well, you know, I ended up doing a lot of freelance work, a lot of photography. I would just take my camera with me everywhere. And I was like, you know what? I don't have the two years of experience they want for a publicist, but I'm just going to go for it and apply anyways. Mm -hmm. And I did. I landed the gig. And it wow. really was one person believing in me and she saw that I had that personality and that I was a really good fit for this position. And that's all I really needed to get myself in there, right? I was excited. I was passionate. I had this other experience that I was like, please take that as enough for me to get in the door. And honestly, it was, it's still one of my favorite positions I've ever had. I showed up on the first day, I sat down and I started working and it was like, why have I not been a publicist all along? Totally. And is that how you came to found Aldona Be Creative? Is that where it all started? Yeah, basically. So I was with ATP for a number of years. And of course, when I got this job, I was super excited about it. I had a giant list of things that I wanted to accomplish within my role. I had so much to learn. It was a huge learning curve. Like, even though it felt really natural, there were so many other things that I was like, I'm taking this on. Like, this is my, you know, I got in the door, but now I need to, you know, prove myself, not necessarily to anyone else, but to myself, that I could mm -hmm. do the job and that I could do it well and that I could do it like the best I could possibly do it in, which is just kind of how I roll with everything. Um, and after a few years, I sort of had everything ticked off. And while I was in that position, I was like, you know what, like, I love writing, and I love photography, and I don't want to lose those things just because I have this job. And as much as I loved being a publicist, I didn't want to give that other stuff up. So that's when mm -hmm. I started freelancing. And of course, it was such a beautiful marriage of all the things because, A, I was coming from a journalistic education and some like practicum experience, which was awesome. So when I was working with reporters, I kind of know their side. So that actually really helped me be a publicist and be a better publicist because of it. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of my success came from. Also, I'm just like chatty and personable, which mm -hmm. is what PR is. Um, totally. And... You know, for me, though, I was like, oh, I'm meeting and working with all of these media and reporters. And I was like, so I might as well, like, try and, you know, let them know that I'm also a writer and that I do photography. So I just started pitching myself 
eventually once I had these relationships established. And that's when I was like, oh, I love fashion. I love photography. Let's put it together. So I started a column called Street Style Huntress. So for over 10 years in Calgary, I captured stylish people on the streets. And wow. I was able to land a weekly column with Swerve Magazine that no longer exists, but it was a magazine um, that was part of the Calgary Herald and came out weekly. And so I had that monthly column for many years. I think it was over six years that I was with them. Um, then I landed a secondary gig with Downtown Calgary Association. So I was doing two columns a month with them, also doing street style. So that really sort of blew up for me, which was awesome. It was such a cool project. I met so many people. Um, and I, you know, I continued writing fashion for like Avon Magazine. That's when I started styling for editorial. So just like all kind of naturally flew together and meshed, right? Mm -hmm. And then at that point, I started doing like a little bit of social media. I was doing a lot of content creation within my role. And I was like, you know what? It would probably be smart at this point to sort of like widen my net and open up some more doors and windows for myself. And I decided to give my hand at applying to some marketing positions. So I actually went into the marketing and communications realm for a while. And that's mm -hmm. when I got really back into graphic design, web design, content creation, blog posts, like just all the things. And that was incredible. And it was at that point that I was like, okay, like now that I have, you know, X amount of years of experience, not only have I been a publicist, but I've been working my ass off doing all of this freelance work. And then now I have this marketing communications behind me. And I was like, okay, now I'm ready to go off on my own and try things out. And that's when Aldona Be Creative was born. Although it took a hot minute before like Aldona Be Creative was actually born, you know? <laughs> Some labor pains with that one. <laughs> well, it was more of like a, you know, I'm going off as a freelance, you know, just freelance. And then totally. that, you know, slowly with experience and with time turned more of like, I'm a consultant. And then all of a sudden it's more of like, I have a couple of employees and, you know, obviously now because of the pandemic, I'm back to being a, you know, sole consultant, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it's just interesting how it sort of flows through with time. Amazing. So I have a question for you before we start talking about style, because oh if, I know for those people who are listening, you can't see how king fabulous this woman is dressed like legit, like too legit to quit. She's one of the most fabulously dressed, always looks amazing people that I've ever known in my entire existence. And I just love her. She, inst she inspires me to like step up my fashion game. And that's why I'm actually, you know, dressed nicely for these things. <laughs> um, can you share with those listeners who are just starting out their businesses, a few tips and tricks that you found really super helpful when you were starting out? I feel like the first thing is, you know, really go with your gut instinct. So I, you know, just intellectually just knew, instinctually knew, you know, this is the time for me to do this thing. Um, mm -hmm. I, a lot of, a lot of things happened in my personal life as well that I think pushed me to really make these leaps and bounds and to just like kick the shit out of fear. Um, mm -hmm. I actually lost my dad and with his passing, it was sort of that realization of like, 
holy shit, life is short. And at that point, I had the full-time 40 plus hours a week marketing job that I was literally, you know, in high heels with my Starbucks, like running down the street, trying to make it to my desk for 8.30. And then after work, I usually wouldn't even go home. I would be going straight to an event to take photos or writing an article or, you know what I mean? Like it was intense. Uh And I was like, you know what? Like, A, I want a different lifestyle And I'm sort of sick of answering to other people. And I've always wanted to have my own business and, you know, really sort of expand my portfolio and work with different clients and like, just really, you know, no more excuses of like, you don't have time or whatever. It was that like moment of like, oh shit, like things can turn on a dime. Life is short, like Mm -hmm. go for your dreams and your goals and aspirations. Um, And that's what really pushed me out. Um, that being said though, it was something obviously like it was sort of percolating for a while. Um, I had a lot of conversations and did a lot of interviews with people who had already done it. Mm-hmm. I asked for their advice. I asked them what the hardest parts were. I asked mm-hmm. them if it was worth it. And then I started saving money. Because I knew that as a freelancer, as a consultant, I was like, you know what? I never, ever want to be in a place where I'm taking work out of desperation because you then have a different energy and you're not necessarily attracting your ideal client, right? And so I wanted to come from a place of, I cannot wait to work with this brand. I can't wait to work with this business, this entrepreneur, this theater company. And if it wasn't a good fit, I'm out because I had a little nest egg saved up. So I wasn't forced to work with people that I didn't want to work with. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's like my biggest advice, like save a few bucks and be prepared for a rainy day. Because even if like the most appropriate, amazing clients are falling into your lap, it's not always steady. It is always a wave. It's up and down. Sometimes you're so busy, you have so much work. And then other times it's not the case and things kind of dry up a little bit, or you have a couple of smaller contracts and then they all sort of end at the same time. And then you're like, oh shit. (laughs) What's next? Like be ready for that. Right. And like, for me, what was really wonderful is that because I was doing all of that freelance work sort of on the side, on my free time, on weekends, evenings, I had enough of that work to cover the basics. So I was like, okay, my rent's covered, my food's covered, my utilities are covered, like all of my bills. So then anything else that I get from here on out is that extra, right? And that's when you sort of start building out. Love it. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like that's something that's really important and a lot of us miss that step. You know, we just want to bridge that gap so badly from working corporate to being an entrepreneur that a lot of people just drop their full-time paying job to pursue a passion only to realize how much work it actually takes. And then they end up not liking it that much. And then they have to try and go back to corporate or find a part-time job to support their passion. And, and you know, to me too, like, yeah. you know, as, as much as it was, you know, like losing my dad and all these things were happening. And then I made the sleep don't forget that I had many years of doing that freelance work and starting mm-hmm. to build that clientele and mm-hmm. those editorial opportunities. So then mm-hmm. when I did do that jump, I not only had money saved, not only had I talked to people, gotten advice, amazing advice, amazing encouragement. I also, you know, 
I was, I was ready. I had built a little bit of that foundation and it was enough of a foundation. And the thing is, and this is something that I actually think about quite often, no matter what happens now, I'm always like, holy shit, I made it through that first year because it's going to be hard no matter what. Like I remember (laughs) sitting in my kitchen, like in my jammies, just like going for it. And actually one of the first like horrible client things that happened to me was in that first year. And I actually had someone refuse to pay me for my photography work. And I went through a month of back and forth with this person. And it was such a horrifying experience. Mm. And I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but it also made me stronger. And it also made me realize like, if I can get through that, I can get through so much. And if I can get through that first year, that would have been really difficult no matter what, but also while I was grieving and so many personal things were happening, Mm -hmm. like you can do anything. And Mm -hmm. I think this is why, you know, almost eight years later, I'm like, yeah, girl, I got this. Yeah, <laughs> I remember me sitting in my freaking kitchen with, you know, shit blowing up behind me. And I just kept looking forward. Mm-hmm. And I also think that that's really inspiring as well. And the part that other people don't understand is there's a lot of people who are really successful, but it's because they've taken the time to A, build the foundation, B, build up the network and C, they've transitioned slowly. It's not an overnight success. And I think that that's the part that people struggle to grasp sometimes is that the successes that you're seeing have been seven, eight, nine, 12, 15 years in the works before they get to that place where all of a sudden they're this huge sensation. There's no such thing as an overnight sensation. I mean, backpack kid, you know, the kid that did like the weird dance. (laughs) That's like an anomaly. That's not a business. That's just, you know, he got caught on camera doing something funny and people, you know, it went viral. But And honestly, and even then, it's like every single year and every single project, like you're pivoting. And, you know, even now it's like things will happen and I'm like, whoa, this again? Or, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's just really interesting because like it doesn't ever get easier because then you have different challenges depending on uh-huh. where you're at. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. it's really just like a don't be an entrepreneur or a consultant or a freelancer or whatever you want to call it unless you're ready for that journey. You know what I mean? Because there's no guarantees, there's like no days the same and you just have to flow with it. And sometimes it's difficult, right? It requires so much growth. I myself am experiencing this right now. I'm I'm just getting to that point. I think July is my one year mark. And I'm like, there are some days where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to turn in the towel. I don't want to do this anymore. And then I remember why I started. And it's because I want this and I know how valuable it is to support people and nurture people through all of the transitions in their life. So, and I'm glad that you bring that up. And I think it's really when you have that purpose that drives what you're doing that's Mm -hmm. when I think people are the most successful you know what I mean it's Mm -hmm. like my passion 
for PR work, for example, is the majority of my clients fall into the entertainment lifestyle space. So for Mm -hmm. me, working with local theater companies, I like I'm such a drama nerd and I love theater so much. And I love the, you know, the actors and the amazing creatives that I've met over the years. Like, I love this community so much that for me, like, you know, telling the world about it is so exciting and it's filling that purpose of like creation and art and you know creating culture within whatever city you're in like that's my passion you know what I mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we started about fashion well that's the perfect segue because I want to talk about this so badly so talk to us about your inspiration behind your style why you love style and fashion and like Whatever, whatever secrets you'd like to share. Oh my gosh. Well, honestly, like I said, I think I was just born with it. Like, yeah, <laughs> maybe she's born like, with I it. Came out of and I was like, where is my red lipstick? Like I actually yeah. feel lipstick from my mom's purse and like put it on myself and then like paint things. Like yeah. I'm an artist, you know what I mean? Like I've mm-hmm. always just loved clothing. And I think a lot of that has to do with confidence and when you put on something that you feel comfortable and awesome in I think that like propels you into a totally different mind frame Uh and this is when you're able to create this is when you're able to kind of like get into that flow you know what I mean like Uh I don't see fashion as like a superficial whatever like I'm not necessarily into like buying designer and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like that status part of fashion does not interest me. Like I'm in the wellness, personal style that like the strength that wearing something amazing feels for the rest of you. You know what I mean? Uh Uh Bargain shopper. I will show you how to like get it. And for me, it's about that inspiration. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too, like, I think one of the main things that really sparked my interest in fashion too, is that um, in my early twenties, I was actually diagnosed with Graves disease, which is a thyroid disorder. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, I literally gained 40 pounds within a couple of weeks Because my body, as soon as they gave me the medication I needed to like try and control this crazy thyroid disorder, like mine was off the chain. Like they actually couldn't even tell me the numbers of my thyroid levels because they were off the charts. And out of the gates, I was taking 15 pills a day to feel semi-normal. And not only did it just like stop my immune system in its tracks, but it also, I like, I just bloated out. So all mm-hmm. of a sudden I'm a young gal. I think I was 21, 22. I was living in Vancouver. I was going to school and all of a sudden, you know, I've never had food or weight or any issues at all. Like I always just, you know, felt great in my body. I always like, I just ate whatever I wanted. I was still like health conscious, even at a younger mm-hmm. age, but all of a sudden I'm a young gal and out of nowhere, I feel like shit because I've been sick for quite a while and no one was able to diagnose me, which was the first frustration. Uh And then all of a sudden I'm 40 pounds heavier and I'm looking in my closet and I'm like, I have nothing to wear. What Uh do I do? Uh And I went and I bought the biggest size skirt I've ever owned. And it was the only skirt I bought Uh and just made it work. Mm-hmm. And 
I was miserable for many, many, many months, right? As I was trying to get healthy, as I was seeing specialists, as I went through radioactive therapy, like it was a nightmare. And Mm -hmm. it's still something I deal with now. So it's, you know, 19 years later, I'm 40 years old and my thyroid disorder has been a constant. And because of that, my weight and my size has fluctuated by literally like 40, 50 pounds either way. So I've been everywhere from a size two to a size 14 and sometimes in very short amounts of time where Mm -hmm. like my thyroid levels will derail. I'm not taking the proper medication dosages and all of a sudden my body just like shuts down and all of a sudden I'm like, what just happened? Nothing Mm -hmm. And so that's where a lot of like my passion for style comes from is Mm -hmm. because I've had such a deep struggle with it where Mm -hmm. when all of a sudden you wake up 40 pounds heavier in what feels like overnight, you're Mm -hmm. like, I feel uncomfortable. I feel bloated. I feel sick. Like, Mm -hmm. what do I even do? Mm -hmm. And the thyroid has, you know, then led to other issues um, like anemia and you know what I mean? So it's like, it's uh-huh. a constant struggle. And so for me, one of the most important things is a, to share that message and to help women as they go through different seasons in their lives and to show them how to dress for their body. Cause the reality is like, I know the weight and size that I'm most comfortable at, which is like size six, loving it. I feel good. And as long as I'm like that size or lower, my body's very rectangular. As soon as I gain a few pounds and I go above that size six, I start to be a pair, which is mm-hmm. lovely. I like all, all the way it goes into the booty and the hips. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you are complete, your body shape has completely changed, mm-hmm. which now, you know, what looked good on me at size four or six is no longer working for me at size eight or 10, for example. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You're learning how to dress for your body, depending on where you are is so important. And that's one of the things that I really want to showcase to women who are, you know, going through whatever season, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you gained weight because of COVID or whatever. And, you know, and I'm just a huge advocate for just loving your body, no matter what size you're in. And it's taking me a long Mm -hmm. time to get there. And to, you know, like, I almost think back to just over the years, And I'm like, oh, I wish I was just more grateful and thankful for the fact that like my body is giving me the ability to do my life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that number really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I think we often, as women, we get really fixated on what size our pants is, what the scale says. And I mean, the number on the scale is just a measure of your gravitational pull on the earth. So like for some fresh perspective for those who are, you know, like battling the scale and I relate. So in 2014, I did my last um, bodybuilding competitions. I used to compete in figure and I'm, I'm damn near five, eight. And I shrunk my body down to like 128 pounds of like lean mass and bones and, you know, like just this like glorious muscular physique. And it was great, except for after the fact, I had issues um, because I had three shows back to back, which was like my first mistake. I did it naturally, which was like the second 
mistake because it's super, super hard on your body to have your body fat under 10%, especially being a woman. Like that is like super destructive to your system. And I had a coach that just dumped me after my last show. You know, I qualified for the Arnold Schwarzeneggers and I was so excited. I was like, God, I get to meet Arnold. And, you know, I was also dealing with the same thing, you know, like my mom was really close to passing and I just didn't have it in me anymore. I was like, you know what? It's to me, it's not about getting the trophy or the acknowledgement from a panel of judges that are going to judge my physique. What I realized is that I was judging myself. And after that last show, I went from 128 pounds to 192 pounds within, I think, 40 days. Yeah. And I like I had edema everywhere. I was in so much excruciating pain. My joints hurt. My body hurt. And I, I had no idea how to dress because I had lived the last like eight months of training in basically Lululemons and sports bras. And I was like, I don't know how to dress for my body. I have no pants that fit other than, you know, spandex. And so I just like fell into this weird slump where that's all I wore was just exercise clothes. I was like, whatever, you know, and I gave up. Yeah. I gave up. I and that's the, that's the sort of tricky part there. Right. Is that as soon as you give up, everything else in your life starts to crumble a little bit. You know what I mean? And I, and like, totally that's why, you know, I encourage everyone, like even with COVID and working from home, you don't necessarily have to do it every single day, but it does make such a huge difference. Like throw on a little bit of lipstick, throw on a cute sweater. Like it'll mm -hmm. really definitely change your mood. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think for me too, what's really important is talking about the fact, like when I mentioned earlier, it's like, I'm most comfortable as a size six. I'm only using that as a reference mm -hmm. point. Um, and the way that I mean it too is I... For me, it's about that health aspect and eating the proper things for my body. Like you mentioned, where I was having like IBS, I was having acid reflux every single oh. day. I was in so much pain because certain foods were just not working for me, mm -hmm. which also like relates to all of these other health issues, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, sharing that like I'm most comfortable in a size six. I'm not saying that for that like number, or whatever. I'm just using that as a reference point of like, you know, this is where I feel like the most fit, the healthiest, where mm -hmm. I can like take on the world because mm -hmm. it doesn't hurt my body and I'm not sitting in pain with acid reflux every single day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the other piece too is you know, being mindful and conscious about how you're taking care of yourself. While it's really important, you know, to maintain a healthy body weight, it's also really important to maintain a healthy mindset. And I think that that's the crucial piece that's often missing. And it's sort of what derails people and, you know, puts them on this other downward spiral. And I mean, I, I'm guilty of that. And I will admit that I was wearing big earrings this morning and I forgot to put them in. But I want to say how fucking amazing it is and how inspiring it is to just notice how I felt just putting in like these, I have these massive square hoops and I love them. I'm obsessed with them and they're so me. And I put them in and I was like, who's that girl? I'm like, I'm dressing for the earrings today. I'm not dressing for anything else. Yeah. And then I like, totally. my outfit and I was like, 
I feel so fucking fabulous. Like, why don't more people do this? The secret the whole time was earrings. What? Exactly. And the thing is, it's usually really small, simple things. You know what I mean? Like when I'm helping clients, it's, you know, it's not about like redoing your entire wardrobe. Like a lot of the time it's about like adding a couple of new things in or like jazzing up for the season just by getting like some fun new accessories. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the issues that most women have, and I fall into this as well, is like, you'll go shopping, you buy a cute outfit, you wear it out. And then the next time you go to pull it out, you wear it the exact same way. And so I always challenge women like, well, why don't you get like, think outside the box, get creative, like take those pants and wear them with something else. How can you reimagine what you already have? So one Mm. of the services I offer for styling instead of doing like a closet overhaul, essentially. But a lot of the time, it's not that you need more stuff. Usually we need less stuff. And it's really about looking to see like, what's what fits your body? You know what I mean? Like going back to the whole weight thing. It's like, I cannot handle you having that tiny pair of pants that you one day hope to get into. If they don't fit you right now, get rid of them. You know what I mean? And same thing where even though my weight fluctuates, I'm not going to keep those bigger pants because most likely I'm at some point going to regain some weight, just knowing and looking back at my history. No, Mm -hmm. like just have the things that actually fit your body right now. So I do a lot of that, a lot of like what fits you, what suits your body shape, what suits your lifestyle. Is it comfortable? Mm -hmm. Are you just like feeling yourself when you put on this outfit? If it's a no, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. About just like reimagining what you already have. And then I can make suggestions as to what you should add. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I heard this um, rule. I'm curious to know your perspective on this. If you haven't worn something in six months, seasons aside, if you haven't worn something in six months, it's got to go. I'm the worst for this because I kind of like to keep my, like, I'm a bit of a clothes hoarder. (laughs) I do do clean things out, of course, but like, especially now that I have a bit more space, we went from a condo to a house. So now I have more room to play for two closets instead of one closet. (laughs) Maybe like a bedroom. Yeah. (laughs) However, you know, the things that I'm keeping is because I still love them and Mm -hmm. I like, I will wear them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You have that space and you know that, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not, especially as a stylist, like, you know, a lot of these things I'm able to utilize in some of my projects or photo shoots or theater, whatever. So like, this is why I personally keep things, but yeah, like if you buy something and it's in your closet, you still have tags on it. Like you might as well get rid of it. And this is where, you know, consignment is awesome, not only to shop in, but also like, if you have things that don't fit you or things that are no longer bringing you joy, bring them to a consignment store. And then you can get some new stuff that you will wear that make more sense with your lifestyle. Or if your weight has fluctuated, buy clothes that are like sized for your body. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the oh, other piece. Oh my God. So this was like one of my biggest pet peeves when I actually worked retail uh, back in the day. And I would have women coming in and asking me for sizing that was obviously not in line with what their actual sizing was. And I was never able to understand that. 
like when you are putting on something that fits you well, you're going to look so much better. Like it mm-hmm. fits your body, right? And it's going to accentuate and show off your body in a beautiful way versus you trying to like squeeze yourself into something that you're going to look awkward in. You're going to feel uncomfortable. And now you're just like a sausage casing, like (laughs) things the proper size. And the thing is, like sizing nowadays is so all over the place and no looking at your tag like my closet is seriously from like small to extra large depending on the item Mm -hmm. you want to buy bigger because it looks really cool oversized and you want a you know funky boxy blazer um like sizing come on just (laughs) actually fit you please because it just it just looks so much better And I believe also that people feel better when it fits better. Like I can literally think of pairs of pants that I have, that I love them. I absolutely love them because you remember when low rise jeans were a big deal. Well, I got, you know, the, what are they called? Freddie WR ups or whatever. They're like the no slip down (laughs) pants. Yeah. And I'm like, I have like a giant ghetto JLo booty. Like I make JLo look like she's got no ass. Like I got, I got a huge butt and like to fit it into low rise pants is not a good idea for me, but I love the pants so much that I like, I wear really long shirts with it, you know, but I think to myself, I'm like, they're not comfortable to wear because I'm constantly pulling them up, even though they're supposed to stay up. And, and it's just, it's not a good look. It's not cute when I'm like in the store, like, hiking up my pants like that's not cute well and Rochelle like honestly it's distracting so this is the other thing that I talk about a lot it's like when you're wearing something that you love that is comfortable that feels good that you feel powerful in it's like Mm -hmm. that's when you're able to concentrate on kicking ass in your work in your life in your relationships like your focus is not on like oh my god like I need to like unzip my pants because I can't sit here comfortably and And I can't breathe anymore and I just ate you know oh you know these are too big and now I'm like pulling my pants up awkwardly all day like that's where your attention is so you're no longer like present and showing up for life and you're you're not enjoying the process you're not enjoying the style anymore exactly Mm. I think it's really important for, for people to hear that and to take a little moment and just digest that <laughs> because I'm guilty of that. I have, I have pants in my closet that used to fit that don't fit great anymore. And I'm like, I haven't worn them because they're not comfortable to wear while I may have lost, you know, I think I lost like 12 pounds during COVID and, you know, which is great. Um, considering, you know, like I don't get to go to an actual gym. We have a home gym now, which has been fucking awesome. I love working out of my own home gym, but you know, like losing, losing that weight, um, doesn't mean that the pants fit me any better and they're still not comfortable and I don't love wearing them. So I'm like, well, why am I hanging on to them? Exactly. Like I need, Honestly, I need to clear the space to create the space. It's only going to make you feel shitty and you shouldn't, you know what I mean? And like, that's what I mean where, you know, I, I wish that I hadn't had those moments of, you know, feeling bad about myself because I'm now in a size 12 or a size 14. Like I mm-hmm. wish I just, like embraced and loved my body in that moment and mm-hmm. just gratitude for it you know what I mean because like it's so deeply layered right where 
it's, you know, it's the society we've been brought up in where we're seeing these tiny models. And I'm just really happy to see that that's shifting and that we have so much more body positivity happening. So many bloggers and influencers and just the industry in general, just like changing their ways and people mm-hmm. talking about it and, you know, just appreciating bodies of all sizes. Like we should be happy with the fact that we're healthy. We're able to move and, you know, do you like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's there's something to be said about the the previously generated narratives that have been spun by, you know, magazines and fashion. You know, you're unworthy and you're not good enough if you're not a size zero and you can't make a size zero look like a size 10 kind of thing. And yeah, I mean, it's created from my for my own self. It created so much body dysmorphia, also competing created so much body dysmorphia. Like I spent years rejecting my body because I didn't want to appreciate how it looked and what it did for me. Never mind what it looks like. What the hell my body does for me every single day. Like it gets me up, it gets me moving, it takes in sunlight, it digests nutrients, it distributes water, my heart, you know, does all of the stuff circulating my blood and my oxygen. There are so many functions that I never appreciated. Yeah, exactly. It goes so much deeper than just the skin. That's why I just hope that, you know, because I've gone through this journey that, you know, as a stylist, I hope to inspire others and, you know, to give women that encouragement of, you know, like we're beautiful at any size and like we should just be celebrating um, our lives and being here and, you know, wearing cute things for you that you feel amazing in so that you can just like, go after your dreams, after your goals, after all the things, you know? Mm-hmm. Who was that, that, that made that, I think it was Yalda. She quoted, don't dress for the mood you're in dress for the mood you want to be in. Absolutely. You know what? Honestly, like it really does work. It really does. Mm-hmm. Like, it does. I, you know, I've had so many days and, you know, especially during this pandemic and like, sometimes like, yes, you need to wear your stretchy pants and your PJs and whatever, like take whatever time you need. You know what I mean? Like sometimes for me, it's more productive to not put on makeup and, you know, just stay in something comfortable and just like get things done. Cause I'm in just in that, like, you know, wild vibe. Mode, and that's great. But then on mm-hmm. other days, it's like, I'm kind of like my energy might not be as high or I'm dragging my butt around, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like doing your hair and putting on some makeup just makes such a huge difference. Cause all of a sudden you just like feel like you're ready to take on the world. Yeah. And it's interesting. My husband always knows what kind of mood I am. If he comes home and I'm dressed or if I'm wearing plaid and camo together, he's like, Oh, rough day. (laughs) He just, he's like, Oh, were you really productive today? Like if I'm wearing plaid and camo, it's because I've done so many things and I just, I'm like, no, I just need to be comfortable. And you know, other times, not that I haven't done a lot of things, but I just like, I set myself up for the day by you know, doing my hair and putting my earrings in and, you know, selecting clothes that I'm like, what is going to bring me the most pleasure? What is going to make me feel the most fabulous? And what is going to showcase how I'm feeling today or how I want to feel? And that's the thing. It's really telling people, you know, where you're coming from, how you're feeling, who you are. Like, that's what I love about personal style. It's such a great opportunity for you to tell the world exactly who you are Mm -hmm. and what mood you're in that day. You know what I mean? It's like my personal style is all over the place. You know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. if you look at my Instagram, it's like sometimes I'm wearing like a very feminine floral dress and then all of a sudden I'm wearing something like 
boxy and very masculine and androgynous you know what I mean and like just with that like you can kind of tell what mood I'm probably in Mm -hmm. and the thing is too it's like we can't deny the fact that you know when you're meeting someone or have a meeting like you are judging one another based on what you look like like that's just Mm -hmm. 100% and people will treat you differently based on how you show up Mm -hmm. right so like there's a reason why lawyers and doctors are you know wearing suits and you know very like streamlined polish outfits right like you Mm -hmm. show up for you know who you want to be who you want to become who you are what your job is you know what your aspirations are I feel it's very, very important. And with that said, I'm curious, do you have any photo taking tips that you would like to extend for those who are using their phone as their camera and, you know, taking selfies? Like, do you have any tips that you would like to encourage people to use? Uh, Take a lot of photos. You know, I think, and like, that's the thing with social media. It's that, you know, you're kind of seeing like the best of the best of the best of the best. But, you know, like... (laughs) Anyone who's posting a selfie, trust me, it took more than one take. So mm-hmm. photos, experiment and have fun. I feel like people take things too seriously. Um, and I think especially when you're first starting out, just like, you know, tootle around online, Google things. You know what I mean? There's so many amazing resources um, and you don't need to be a photographer to take a decent picture. You know what I mean? I think it's really about experimentation. Um, I think, you know, I love natural light personally. I'm a natural photographer. Um, You know, like my street style background is very much about, you know, like that in the moment, journalistic, natural light outdoors. Um, So I recommend have some good lighting. You know what I mean? Like, take a photo in the middle of the day versus when it's dusk, right? So that you have that um, opportunity for, for light. And, and more of your features to be showcased rather than not. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, like depending on what you're doing, it's, you know, I think it's, it's cool to invest in, you know, lighting and whatever, uh, depending on what it is that you're doing and what your goals are. So, you know, if you're a beauty blogger, for example, and you want to take, you know, beautiful makeup photos or be well lit for videos, like that's an investment that, you know, is for sure worth it. Um, Uh But it really depends on what it is that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Do you have a couple of tips or recommendations for where people can start if they're just considering doing a little revamp or a refresher of their wardrobe? Of their wardrobe? Yeah. Uh, well, I would recommend uh, with a styling session with a stylist, um, you know, a lot of stylists have gone online. So you can do a virtual session. Um, for example, I'm just in the process of, uh, you know, sort of redesigning my website and some of my services. Um, so even if you're not in Calgary and or and or if you want to do a virtual session, I have a whole bunch of different options. So for example, you know, if you don't want like a full closet session, that's hours of, you know, time, I even offer sort of like mini ones where I can just come into your closet for an hour and help you put together some fun outfits, just so that you can get that inspiration back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, We can do that online as well. Um, You know, with some people, it's even as easy as having a conversation with a stylist letting them know where you're at and what they can recommend for you right so 
Like, let's say you just had a baby and now you're like, "Mm, I don't know what to do. Like even just like having that like discovery session and then maybe a stylist can send you some ideas and some links to some awesome options that you can even buy online and get them shipped to your door. Mm -hmm. And I agree. I don't think that we have to um, necessarily choose the most expensive clothing and the most expensive stores. When I lived in Calgary, I loved, loved going to the consignment stores because usually you find unique pieces that people have spent hundreds of dollars on and never worn or worn once. And then they didn't like it or, you know, it was just for an event and then they, they never used it again. And I like, I have some of the best like pieces and like pairs of like little boots and shoes that I randomly found at consignment stores because Absolutely. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't mind shopping at, you know, like Saks Fifth Avenue, but I'm always the person in the sale rack. You can always find me in the sale rack. Cause I'm like, what's in the sale rack. What can I find for the best price? That's something I freaking love and don't want to live without. Totally. So two things. Um, so I said, hire a stylist, but the thing is, if you want to, like, you don't have to, um, it's as simple as like, we live in the world of the internet, like everything is available to us. So it's like, even just like going on Instagram to look for inspiration, use Pinterest, Mm -hmm. to like look at cool outfit ideas. You'll naturally be drawn to things that you really like or that you want to try. Um, And then also if you do decide that you want to work with a stylist, just know that it is not out of your reach. I think a lot of people make the assumption of like, you know, it's like, oh, celebrities have stylists. I like, how it's can a million I? Dollars. Right. Yeah. And they think that it's like super expensive and out of their budget. No, 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 no. And like, you don't have to have a big clothing budget either to bring a stylist on because no matter who you're working with, will and should be able to work with you and your needs and your budget. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we're resourceful and like, like exactly what you said, like love shopping consignment, thrift stores, you know what I mean? Not every item needs to be super expensive. Like, of course you can splurge on some like classics that you'll have for many years, but you can also get some really fun pieces that are also affordable. Also sale queen over here. So yes, you like, I know when I come back to Calgary for a visit, we will have to spend a day shopping. (laughs) I'm like saving my rainy day for that. I'm like, I need a shopping day with you. And also like, it would be the perfect opportunity for me to, you know, like, step into being styled by you which is something that is on my bucket list like you've helped me with so many things like even 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 for my website you know like you you were so amazing at offering me tips on you know like what would be best for like lighting and what would be best for my my clothes and that that's the beauty of being virtual while you were not able to be my photographer as much as I would have loved that you were able to style me through the internet and be like these are the things that I recommend for you these are the things you know like that I would like to see and everything just came together so beautifully and I was also really receptive to it because I love you and I've seen your work and I know the value of having someone on your team who knows what your budget is who respects what you're doing and wants to see you succeed and I think that that's the other element that is often not talked about is Mm -hmm. finding someone who wants you to succeed as much as they succeed like 
my success is your success. Your success is my success. And when we come to that common ground, everything begins to flourish. All the seeds start to take root and it's mm-hmm. pure magic. Yeah, pure absolutely. Magic. And I think too, like something that I talk about often is that, you know, as much as your personal style is for you, so you can show up and do all of the work, it is also an extension of your brand and mm-hmm. of your business and like of that entire presentation piece, right? Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. why when creating your website, it was important to also have photos of you and to showcase you as the person that you are and your mm-hmm. authenticity and your personal style, because those are the things that are going to draw in your ideal clients. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like it all comes together and all flows together. Like it's all part of your personal brand. So it's really important. Which I would also like to note for those of you who caught that I like to live in spandex and Lululemon. I was definitely rocking some spandex and Lululemon on my website, but it was also intentional because I have these really funky printed leggings, these Lulu leggings that are like this beautiful indigo with this like navy print on them. And then I have this like insanely hot, corally orange tank top with like fluorescent orange or yellow straps that I just love wearing the two together the colors just like explode and that's me in a nutshell like I'm very loud I'm very outgoing I'm you know I'm the one that is always initiating conversation in the room kind of thing and I'm like the party arrives when I arrive so I like to I like to make a statement not just with my clothes but obviously who I am so if my clothes can make that statement for me it also gives me an opportunity to just be in the observer as well and just sort of like be noticed without being noticed kind of thing. So I, I like that. Yeah. The extension. Well, and I feel like all of that does come through with your website, right? And mm-hmm. the outfits that, you know, you ended up choosing and the photography that we ended up choosing and like, it's all there for a reason. And mm-hmm. You know, it showcases who you are and the different, you know, layers of you. And it's only just scratching the surface because you're just incredible and amazing. And, you know, like visually, that's what we could show. And I think that really does come through. And I think that's what, you know, is going to continue to bring you success and the clients that you want to work with and the people that are a good fit that you're meant to be working with, right? And making a difference for. Thank you. Thank you. How important do you feel intention is with what you do in a day? Oh, so important. Absolutely. I feel like Top of the list. <laughs> it really is, right? Because it's like if you're just like dilly-dallying around and you don't have intention, you don't have goals, you don't have things sort of, you know, thought structured. out and mm-hmm. structured. I mean, you can be all over the place, right? And like, where are you actually going? So I think, you know, that is one of the key things to anything, really. Mm -hmm. Sometimes small things, right? Like setting the intention to get dressed when you get up so that you feel awesome to, Mm -hmm. you know, take some time for a walk outside so that you feel awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? All of those things, like they're small, but they're really important. Like they don't have to be huge intentions and huge goals, but it needs to be there. Like even if it's small things and it's those small habits that build on themselves and then actually get you to where you want to be. Turning the micro into the macro. Yeah, girl. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, Miss Aldona, do you have any final words of wisdom for us that you would like to share? (sighs) 
Oh my God. You know what? I mean, I have a lot, but I think, you know, over the last year, and I think too, I really want to take this moment, A, to thank you for A, I'm like so happy that we were able to work together, not only on your website and your logo and your branding, but also I had the lovely pleasure of having some sessions with you and your coaching and the magic that you bring is incredible. Like, I feel like I can't even say it in words. And, you know, even after our first session, I felt such dramatic shifts happening for myself. And I was actually thinking about this earlier. And I'm like, how can I explain this? I honestly feel like the work that we've done together just felt like that final, like that click where like just shit clicked for me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think one of the biggest lessons that I've had this year is a be gentler with myself, just mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us, especially if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, whatever, we're really hard on ourselves and for good reason. <laughs> That's important. However, you also need to be gentler with yourselves. Everybody just saying mm-hmm. uh, yeah. intuition. And I think that's one of the like main things that you and I worked on was me tapping into my intuition. And it's always been there. And of course, but sometimes it gets fuzzy, right? Especially mm-hmm. in situations that, you know, you, for example, like with work, you know, I just went through a situation where I took on a client, it felt like a great fit, it felt like an awesome project, I was really excited about it, you know, for a few weeks, it was all there. And then a lot of circumstances changed. And all of a sudden, I felt myself like retreating. And I felt like it just something was not working for me. You know what I mean? And within Uh those changes, a, I was gentle with myself because I was like, oh, just because you have a good feeling out of the gates and your instinct is like, yeah, I'm going to go for it. It doesn't mean that's the whole story and that it's not going to change, you know, halfway through. And so for me to really start listening to my intuition, which is where all the work we did came through and your advice and your support was just instrumental in this. And then me coming to the decision of like, holy shit, I need to get out of this because it's Mm -hmm. no longer in line with my purpose, my mission. It no longer feels like the project that it did when the initial conversation happened. This isn't the ideal client that I wanted. And it's okay for me to write this off as a quote unquote failure and move on. And guess what? It wasn't a failure because I walked away with so much knowledge so many lessons that I wouldn't have had otherwise. I walked away with all of a sudden this like darkness lifting out. And over the last few weeks, since I walked away from that opportunity, I have never felt better. I feel I'm in flow. I'm aligned. I feel purposeful. I feel creative. Like all I want to do is like sit and just like, I'm just like dumping stuff out and it's easy and it's fun and it's amazing. and. You know, even though like my logical mind was like, oh my God, letting go of a client, letting go of that paycheck, you know, maybe it's not so bad. It was so good at the beginning. Like what is happening? All of that, letting it go was amazing. And because I've now given myself all of this room, all of a sudden I'm getting all of these phone calls and all of these new clients are appearing that are like completely aligned with my purpose and my mission and my values. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, holy shit, right? 
Uh-huh. So that is my advice. Listen to your intuition. Work with Rochelle. Uh-huh. She will help you get there quicker. Um, I feel, and you know, I said this to you when we started. I have done a lot of work over the last few years. A lot of it stemmed from losing my father for, you know, family Mm -hmm. things went awry. Let's just leave it at that. Um, You know, I met my husband. I bought my first house. Like so many things have happened over the last few years. And I've done a lot of work to get to where I am. And Mm -hmm. when Michelle and I started working together, I sort of felt like I was in that moment of, I'm clearing out the final sort of like spider webs and like, you know, the, the smaller piles of junk that are still hanging out. And it was that intuition piece that I needed to like click into place. And you really taught me how to listen to it in a different way. And in a way that's just, it just blows my mind. So you were cleaning your, you're welcome. You were cleaning your closet. And I think too, you know, like, I think especially as women, we tend to be really hard on ourselves. Uh And A, I encourage you to fail and fail a lot because it's through failure that you learn so much. Like Uh I know exactly what clients to stay away from. I know exactly when a friendship is a good one for me or not. Like, you know what I mean? I have found power, my voice, all of the things through this and you know, without that failure, without walking into those fearful situations, like your, your life, you know, can't be all roses and whatever. And you don't want it to be. Cause I feel like the biggest lessons really come from the things that we and the outside world deems as failure. Um, so a fail a lot. Cause it's awesome at the end of the day, you yeah. know, <laughs> after, after maybe like a little while later, it's, you know, like, obviously, would I want to go through that horrible photo client that didn't want to pay me again? Hell no. no. But did I learned so much. Yes, I did. Right. Yeah. And build on that. And it makes you stronger, makes your business stronger, makes everything stronger. Right. So that and, you know, and just I think being okay with things changing halfway through or you changing halfway through, you know what I mean? Like, I think we're too hard on ourselves and deem things like what I just described as a failure because, you know, I know I do. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm in this. I love this. I pour all of my energy into the work that I do, which is also so important as to why I'm very picky with the clients that I work with. And I don't uh-huh. want to work with the ones that aren't aligned because I put my heart on my sleeve for all of these projects and I'm invested, but that doesn't mean that it's going to work out. It doesn't mean that, you know, and there's certain things that you can't quite gauge when you first meet a potential client or in those initial conversations. Sometimes you find things out later that you're like, Oh, but wait, this doesn't work for me. Or there's been a huge shift within their company and that's no longer aligned with who you are and what your business is. So it's okay to have those moments of like, "Eh, yeah, I got to (laughs) go. Yeah. Yeah. And to acknowledge yourself when you are experiencing that. And a way I like to look at failures is I actually like to look at them as opportunities. It's like, okay, this isn't working. This, this is not working for a reason. What is my lesson here? What is my opportunity? My opportunities are to stay and continue to try and learn whatever the lesson is or to change direction, learn that lesson and find a new route. Absolutely. That's exactly right. 
Beautiful. Oh, okay. And tell people how they can get a hold of your fine self. Oh my goodness. So all of my things are on my website, aldonabee.com. You can find all of my social media through there, um, which is where I post, you know, my personal outfits of the day and I share some of my client work. Um, Of course, you can always email me, get in touch and look out for my updated site soon. I'm working on it, I promise. Um, So I'll be sharing more of my newer services within fashion um, and you know, all the other things that I do. Amazing. 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 And yeah, if you, if you need to connect with Aldona, I will be putting her bio below. If you are watching this, you'll be able to see it in the comments section. And I'm just so delighted and so honored. And I'm just like, my heart is so full sitting and sharing in this space with you and talking about style and fashion and inspiration and just you as the magnificent being that you are. It has been life-changing meeting you and you continue to inspire me. And that is all I can ask for. You are so amazing. Thank you. And I'm so proud of you. And, you know, just keep on doing it for all of you. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Just like get up and do the things that you love that you're passionate and excited about so that you can live your days in that energy. Love it. Oh, thank you so much for your time and for being here. Dance. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you.